So light me up. Light me up. Light me up. Go ahead and light, light me, me up. up. Hello! Welcome to Tay2Z, where we chat about every Taylor Swift song in alphabetical order. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab, and we will be your hosts on this journey. In our last episode, we talked about Better Man from Red, Taylor's version. From The Vault. Yes. <laughs> which technically isn't in alphabetical order, so... <laughs> but we added it in. Because it's a From The Vault song. It's a From The Vault song, absolutely. And today, we are back to our regularly scheduled alphabet. Yes. With I Did Something Bad from Reputation. It is about time for a rep song. It's been a while. Yes. Since gorgeous. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I Did Something Bad is the third track on Reputation. Reputation was released on November 10th, 2017, and this song was co-written by our guys, Max Martin and Shellback. <laughs> our guys. <laughs> our guys. I Did Something Bad has been played live by Taylor 54 times, all of which were on her Reputation tour in 2018. This tour performance was amazing. It's such a good dramatic mm -hmm. performance, mm -hmm. and I like how she kind of like slows down the beginning. She like savors each word, yeah. and she like goes up on certain lines and just amps the crowd up so much. Also, as she starts singing the light me ups, lightning appears on the screen yeah. behind her as if it's like coming from yeah. her. It is it's so, so epic. It's so good. Really, really fantastic it's performance. Epic. And everybody listening... This song actually has the lyric, so good, in it. <laughs> so we're going to be saying so good quite a bit in this episode, Oh, there I you think. go, Dev. <laughs> Definitely check out the recording of this performance. It's on YouTube. It's on Netflix. So good. So, Devin. Yeah? What do you think about I Did Something Bad? As we go through Taylor's songs... I find more and more that I really like the ones that Max Martin and Shellback work on with her. Yeah, duh. You love pop music love, and they are pop masters. They are, as you <laughs> quote unquote, <laughs> pop masters. They know how to write a song, mm -hmm. a pop song. They know how to build it. They know the layering of the production. Oh, yeah. And the synths that they choose to use on these songs are just so creative and so different sounding from like anything else. Mm. I really want to know what like the process is for them to decide what sounds they use and like what synths they use yeah. on each song. Yeah. Like, do they just go into the studio and they like just fiddle and they're like, that sounds cool. Let's try that. Or like, this is something that sounds like that. Taylor, what do you think? Yeah, I don't know. You know, mm. or does she have an idea of like what she wants it to sound like? And then he she's just like, um, soft, a little electrical buzz with um, chainsaw action. And then they go, <laughs> gotcha. And then they got that. <laughs> I feel like there is an element of that where she's like, this is what I hear in my head. Yeah. Can you make it happen? Again, have to say that listening to these songs and listening to this song in particular on really good headphones mm -hmm. makes a difference. Like I did listen to it a couple of times comparing it to listening to it on the 
phone speaker and then listening to it on my headphones and it's just there's so much in there Mm -hmm. that you don't hear they obviously put so much work into these songs with the production and so it's really cool when you're able to fully hear it Mm -hmm. the intro to this song sounds so spooky kind (laughs) of like the start of a horror movie yeah You know, it's so good. And as soon as Taylor starts singing, you're like, whoa, okay. You're like, sexy, sultry, witchy? Yeah. (laughs) It's like this really kind of like Halloween-y, spooky vibe Mm. to start off, you know? Mm. And then you're like, okay, if you had never heard this song before, I would think you'd be like, what is she going for here? And then once the chorus hits, you're like, okay, Mm -hmm. I gotcha. And the build up to that chorus is just so good. And when the beat drops, and she, you know, I did something bad. It's just like, that's so, so good. This song fits so perfectly into the narrative that Taylor was trying to convey at this time. Yeah. As we've talked about before on Reputation Songs, the front half of this album, a a lot of the songs Mm -hmm. are the persona that Taylor is, is showing that this is is what the world thinks of me mm-hmm. and so i'm just gonna play with it and mm-hmm. it's that you know like sexy man eater who like only jet sets around the world and has all of her boy toys with her mm-hmm. and and that's all she does like she loves it and like this song just is so good at that mm-hmm. i am not a fan of the yeah i <laughs> cannot stand that Personally, I think it detracts from the rest of the song, and I would probably listen to this song a lot more if that part wasn't in it. It just kind of feels like a a woodpecker to me. (laughs) The bridge, though, is absolutely fire in the literal sense. Like, she talks about being lit up as a witch on a, a, you know, burned at the stake. (laughs) You know, like, literally fire, and it's so good, and, like, the ambiance, the background of it is so good, and they're burning all the witches, even if you aren't one. Like, you finally get the witchy vibe, and she actually confirms it. (laughs) And then the light me up, light me up build is just one of the best things Taylor has ever done. That is just so wildly good. I love it. And I can only imagine seeing this live must have been life-changing as was probably all of this concert. this whole this show. whole concert yeah, yeah and it was epic. and we're not gonna go into how i feel now about not being invited so. <laughs> we've already talked we've about already talked now. about it <laughs> so gab what do you like about the song i love this song i think it's such a powerful badass song it's absolutely one of my favorite amp up get my anger out songs Mm -hmm. and it's just so catchy and so good to jam to and like fun to dance to i know when this first came out this song was jarring for a lot of fans because it was just such a different sound for Taylor. Mm -hmm. But I just loved getting to see her release her anger and stand in this power that she had. Mm. You know, even if it was a persona, she's like feeling all of that. Oh, yeah. And like when she sings Light Me Up, I cannot even explain like how hyped it makes me. Like (laughs) I get so amped up and, you know, I love embracing my witchiness. I feel like that's what this song is about as well. Like the lyric, they're burning all the witches, even if you aren't one. So light me up is like, I dare you. Mm. I've been through it all already. So I can take whatever you throw at me. That's part of what I love most about reputation is Taylor coming into her power and learning that like all she needs are her true fans. Yeah. And I think it's just so epic. And then in regards to like the 
actual like production of the song. I also love the intro to the song mm-hmm. and just like the like beat in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Da, da, da. And like underneath everything until everything fully drops with yeah. the chorus. And you're just like, oh yeah. <laughs> like it's such a good build. So good. And then like the chorus is just a real jam. And then the bridge and the effect on her voice as she's singing, it's awesome. Yeah, that reverb that she has on her voice is so cool. I love it. And then how yeah. it builds, builds, builds towards the end. Yep. It's a really well-crafted song. Yeah. So bad. Why does it feel so good? Oh, it's I love that, it. the outro, too. Yeah, and I think I'm kind of ambivalent about the... It doesn't bother me. I can't say I love it, but I can't say I don't like it. Yeah. It just, like, is part of the whole, like sound of the song to me. Yeah. And I noticed that throughout the song, they have that same rhythm in different synths. Yeah. That isn't necessarily that sound. Yeah. Like leading up to the second chorus, second time they go through the chorus, they have that same, I did something bad. Yeah. Um, so it's in there in other places and it's not as jarring. This to me just is like, okay, that that's just a little... <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Devin, do you relate to this song? The only thing I can think of that I do that is bad, but feels so good. Okay. Is eating french fries. <laughs> Ridiculous. Sorry, not sorry. Also, if you consider listening to bad music that makes you feel good, Sugar Rush by A-Teens. <laughs> yeah. That is a bad but so good song. That song is so good. This song. I don't relate to this song at all, really. <laughs> I can't think of many things that I've done in my life that have been bad, but then feel good. Mm. Usually if I've done something bad, they feel bad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I feel like that's very literal, though. I guess. I don't know. Like, I've never been, like, done something that, oh, you skip school and it feels so cool to be skipping school. But what I think she's saying... Mm. Is that she's owning this persona that people think she is. Like, mm. they're going to say all this stuff about her. And she's going to be like, okay, is that my reputation? Mm-hmm. I am going to own it. And I'm going to, like, stay in this, like, mm. power. I'm going to throw it back at you. Yeah. <laughs> I still don't relate. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? <laughs> so I absolutely relate to the lyric. They're burning all the witches, even if you aren't one. Go ahead and light me up. Really? Do you? Yes. So it's the idea that people are threatened by women gaining power and then wanting to chastise powerful women or lessen their light if Mm. you will and then just embracing the fact that that's true and then staying strong in yourself and your power and not making yourself smaller for Mm. anyone just because Mm -hmm. society or someone might want you to sure what this song makes me think of actually Mm -hmm. is so when this song was released in november 2017 we were in the height of the me too movement picking up steam Mm. so the harvey weinstein article had just been released the month prior and then stories were coming out constantly of different people's me too experiences both people we knew on our own social medias and then also famous people Mm -hmm. and in my experience This was a time where workplace dynamics, power imbalances, sexual harassment, and assault were discussed constantly and all the time. Mm. And whether it be with family, with friends, or at the office. And I particularly remembering it being a very tricky time discussing all these different issues 
with older colleagues Mm. who I worked with and getting into many arguments about different allegations that were coming out with these older colleagues. Sure, yeah. And I'm sure many of us at this time heard from at least one older male in our lives the phrase, you can't even compliment someone anymore. Mm. Mm -hmm. And that completely misses the point of what sexual harassment is. And Reputation came out during this time. And I remember I did something bad, giving me confidence to argue and not back down with the people in my life who were completely missing the point of the movement. I felt like I was chiming in all the time and not letting people get away with saying really sexist and offensive things. Like for the first time, I wasn't just being small and staying quiet. Like I was fighting back. And I feel like this song helped give me that confidence or like made me feel more powerful. Hmm. And I clearly remember blasting this song one day, walking down the sidewalks in New York and just being like, light me up. (laughs) And just like feeling like ready to like take down and have zero tolerance for like any sexual misconduct. And so that's what this song makes me think of like that time in my life and like where I was like constantly arguing with like different older men in my life. Yeah. And then just being like. I'm doing this. Like, I'm going for it. And, like, having no tolerance for, like, BS. Yeah. I remember seeing you after something happened at the office one time, and you were like, I was walking down the street, and I just wanted to, you know what? Light me up. Light me up. Whatever. Come on. Come at me. Yeah. Like, and I was like, okay, <laughs> let's get you some dinner. Yeah, exactly. That's what this song made me feel. I was like, I'm ready to fight. It's like at every dinner, like anything family oriented or whatever, there was always something that was like, um, actually, no, you can't say that. Yeah. Arguing with my grandfather, yeah. arguing with my father. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Lots of discussions and arguments. And yeah, I guess this song just like helped spur me on and give me that confidence and also like fully embrace my witchiness yeah yeah exactly yeah um and like how strong she had to have been to go through that year dealing with all of this like so so and then to use it to create something to then fulfill catharsis Mm -hmm. you know and luckily she found joe in that time Mm -hmm. and had him to help her Mm -hmm. and she had her family unit and she did the way that she turned all of this back around at them Mm -hmm. was unbelievable and just showed so much strength and perseverance yeah and power and power and the fact that, too, that quote-unquote comeback, if you will, like, she sold out her stadium <laughs> tour. Like, and people are yeah. like, oh, like, no one. Taylor Swift's over. It's like, no. Like, no, no, she no. has her fans. We're here. And I think that going through that and her coming out through that and seeing, like, the love of the fans and just knowing that, like, it's just, like, even more, like, powerful that, like, she doesn't – who needs the haters? She doesn't yeah. need them. She has exactly what she needs. And I think that lesson – and even now – She's almost beyond criticism. Like, I'm sure it still affects her, but nothing will be as bad as that experience was. Because she knows who her true fans are and who will stand by her and things like that. And it seems like she has an incredibly strong sense of self now. Yes. And she trusts in herself and she knows that what she does is amazing. Yeah. And how absolutely brilliant she is. And you're right. She knows that all she needs is her fans. Yeah. And will support her. Even if it's something different. Yeah. 
And I think it's really cool too, like even in regards to the owning of her masters and the new label and having so much more control over her music. She obviously still collaborates with people, but ultimately she knows what she wants to put Mm -hmm. out. She knows who she wants to collaborate with, what songs she wants to put on the album. She's not listening to those people who are like, hmm, too many slow songs are like, hmm, right. a 10-minute song, that's a little crazy. Like, she's putting out what she wants to and is creative fulfilled by, but also what the fans are letting her know sure. that we want. And it's it's really special. What a time to be alive. What a time to be a Swifty. Uh, well, now we get to the segment of... Gossip. As we know and have said, the Reputation album plays on the public and media perception of Taylor versus the true and inner vulnerable side. It plays on these dualities. And I Did Something Bad is all about the public perception and what Taylor felt was her reputation following the Taylor Swift is over party and fallout of summer 2016. Mm -hmm. She starts by playing with the public perception that she's this man eater that goes through men with the first few verses with lyrics like, if a man talks shit, then I owe him nothing. I don't regret it one bit because he had it coming. Which I think could allude to Calvin Harris, Mm. one of Taylor's exes, and the Twitter rant he went on against Taylor in summer 2016 when it came out that the writer of Calvin's song with Rihanna, This Is What You Came For, Nils Sojberg, was actually a pseudonym for Taylor. Mm. He kind of flipped when the news became public and he just piled onto Taylor very publicly on Twitter, which was like kind of the theme of that summer. Obviously, Taylor totally deserves the credit for writing that hit song. Mm. And I think she probably used the pseudonym in the first place because of Calvin, given that he gave interviews saying that the two of them would never collaborate when they were together. And then once they were no longer dating, I don't think there was really any issue in it becoming public knowledge that she wrote the song. Wow, interesting. Yeah, so... So she helped write a song that Calvin and Rihanna sang. Yes, and she's actually on the song. You know the song, This Is What You Came For. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was yeah. A, it was like the song of the summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's actually the like high singing behind some of oh. the parts. Yeah. Hmm. So that came out. And what happened was, because it was before they broke up, Calvin did an interview where he said they'd never collaborate together. Hmm. And Taylor took issue with that. And then I think after they broke up, she's like, well, this song is huge and I wrote it. Like, And so we don't even know if that's how she felt. But her team confirmed, I guess, to People Magazine that she is Nils Sojberg. Because everyone was talking about it. Mm. And we all know that Taylor does funny things with pseudonyms. Hello, yeah. William Bowery. Yes. When this happened, though, Calvin totally flipped. And I think he was already sensitive because she started dating Tom Hiddleston so soon after. Right. But he just, like, piled on her that he actually ended up deleting this Twitter rant, but it still exists because nothing on the internet disappears. People screenshot it. Just saying like really awful things and like saying like, I know you need someone to pile on like, cause you're bored, but like, I'm not the guy. Oh. Yeah. You guys can look it up. It's like just a lot of not cool stuff. And it just feels like he was kind of like emasculated by the fact that she helped write the song and people were like, whoa, that's awesome. Taylor helped wrote the song. She's so talented. And he was Mm. like, wait, I like was the one who wrote this song too. You know? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And then people also think the lyric, if he drops my name doesn't mean like Ooh, name dropping it actually uh-huh. means like he dropped her name from the credits yeah, yeah yeah i'm sure that like that was agreed upon but like that could be referencing interesting that. yeah but ultimately he first had said when it was out that he was like yeah and she wrote she did a really good job on it too like he could have just left it at that and just been the bigger person he yeah. didn't have to go on this like huge twitter rant that like called her character into question yeah so i definitely think there are elements of what he did that inspired this song okay. okay that makes sense then the lyrics 
Facts. I never trust a playboy, but they love me. So I fly them all around the world and I let them think they saved me. They Mm. never see it coming. What I do next, this is how the world works. You got to leave before you get left. I think that these allude to Taylor's whirlwind romance with Tom Hiddleston, where they did indeed travel all around the world and where presumably she ended the relationship. Mm. That seems to point to that experience. Okay, okay. And that I did something bad, like she like jumped into a relationship after right. her relationship with Calvin and she played Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, like dated him really quickly, yeah. used him quote unquote. Uh. And then finally, I believe the lyrics, they got their pitchforks and proof, their receipts and reasons point to the Kimye incident and the edited phone call that was released as receipts of Taylor being a quote snake right. which led to the Taylor Swift is over party. And I think that that part and probably other elements of the song also point to Kimye. Some people think the narcissist part has to do with Kanye. I'm not certain on that, but he has been called a narcissist in the Uh media before. And that by ending the song, like, with the So Light Me Up, she's saying, bring it. Like, I can handle it. Like, you've already torn me down. So I think all of those elements kind of inspired this Mm. song. And, like, the elements of who those people and what the media was saying about who she was in those different situations. Yeah, the media's portrayal of her in those situations. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. So the post-chorus sound, the ratatas that you are not a fan of, came to Taylor in a dream. Oh. About the song she said, I brought it into... Max Martin and Shellback, and I was trying to explain the production. I had had a weird dream, and I'd woken up with this sound in my head that was like the sound that was so hooky and so catchy that I knew it would have to be in a song because it was that annoying. And so, yes, Devin, she felt it was annoying too. <laughs> it wouldn't stop going round in my head, and the sound was the ratatatatas. Mm-hmm. Like, after the chorus, that's what I want to hear. But I don't want it to be my voice. I want it to be an instrument. What instrument is that? I was, like, playing the voice memo to Max Martin. He's like, oh, there's not an instrument that can do that. But what we can do is take your voice doing it, pitch it down so it sounds like an enchantress slash a dude. So that's what you hear after the chorus. (laughs) There's actually a YouTube video called The Making of a Song about this song where they show elements of this experience where she has the voice known as just her being like ta 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 and then him like playing with yeah. it and then working on it that's so funny an enchantress or a dude yeah. <laughs> well and in the video they like show it it sounds like kind of like a demon yeah it's like, like, like before they got to where it was yeah. it was like really deep yeah um, but yeah so that is taylor's voice and the sound came to her in a dream that's which wild. is super funny and it's very you should watch the video it's very goofy yeah unfortunately i cannot verify this piece of gossip gab but i did read that taylor was also inspired by Arya and sansa stark huh. two powerful female characters in game of thrones <laughs> for this song wow i think it fits with the characters and that the things they did to survive gain revenge or gain power yep. Also, it was written during the height of Game of Thrones and the fandom. And I also always thought that Look What You Made Me Do's lyric of I got a list of names and yours is in red underlined seemed like an homage to Arya Stark. Interesting. So I do think there's a world in which this could have provided some inspiration. Plus, we know that Taylor admires and is friends with both Maisie Williams and Sophie Turner. Right. So there's a world where this could have inspired elements of the song. I read somewhere that it was specifically about spoiler for Game of Thrones, question mark, where Arya and Sansa take down Littlefinger. Yeah. That was shown in August 2017. So it might have been a little too soon to the release of this album, but maybe not. It was like three or four months 
once before. Yeah. So it could have influenced elements Something, of the yeah. song. I feel like just their characters in general are kind of witchy. <laughs> I mean, totally. They totally fit. Like, yeah. like they could be singing this song. Oh, like, yeah. And they are totally badass like all and of wear the black. Women, and, yeah. Like, Cersei could be oh, singing absolutely. this song. She definitely could Yeah, be. Daenerys, absolutely. Yeah. She yeah. did get burned. Light me up. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> the unburned. This is the song of the women of Game of Thrones. I really think it fits. I don't know. So I couldn't, like, verify it. Like, there's not an interview of her talking about this, but it's, like, in the Wikipedia article. There's something here. There's I think some, there is. There's some sort of fan-made video that could be made absolutely. of Game of Thrones characters to this, to this song. I bet someone did make mm. that. I also know that Taylor likes the show, so yeah. it, I think it kind of fits. Yeah. And it also makes me really like it. Yeah. And then an Easter egg for I Did Something Bad was in the Ready For It music video with the graffiti They're Burning All the Witches appearing in one of the shots. Uh-huh. Very cool. Man, these these reputation gossip gabs. They're juicy. loaded. I know, there's a lot in them. <laughs> dare, dare I say, so good. Oh, yes. Devin? Yeah. What's your favorite line of I Did Something Bad? I love, if he drops my name, then I owe him nothing. And if he spends my change, then he had it coming. Oh, yeah. I don't really know what that means. (laughs) (laughs) But you love it. I love it. (laughs) I mean, okay, if he spends my change, then he had it coming. Like, if if he uses my money to buy things, then he deserved what he got. Yeah, in some ways. Well, yeah. maybe he bought something that he shouldn't have. Yeah, that could be. It's also like what some of the people on the internet thought, which I already kind of alluded to, but it's like Calvin Harris, like getting royalties from that song. Oh. Yeah, like spends my change, like I helped write it and he's right. gaining and, from that. And he had dropped her name literally from yeah. the song. Yeah, she still got royalties as Nils so Oh. See, I like it more now. I like it more. It's still a great line. Such a good line. Good line. So good. (laughs) What about you? So mine's the same, but the different line. Mm. If a man talks shit, then I owe nothing. Mm -hmm. I don't regret it one bit because he had it coming. I love it. And it's, oh, I just love it. Like, yeah. Like, if he talks shit about her, she doesn't owe him anything. Like, they had, especially, like, with the Calvin situation, they had a very, like, polite breakup tweet that, like, they both said the same statement, you know? Okay. Like, one of those, like, we have decided oh, to yeah. part, but we wish each other nothing but the best. And sure. then, like, he deleted that when he did went on this whole rant. And, like, if he talks shit, like, she owes him nothing. She's like, bye. Like, I'm Neil Soberg, you know? See ya. Though I am not a vengeful person, I do love when other people get revenge. And, like, when I see revenge in, like, the media and in movies and when the Starks get revenge. You're half Sicilian, Gab. Like, you (laughs) like revenge. (laughs) Yeah, but I've never, like, had actual revenge on anyone. But my mother who you, we talk about a lot in terms of being Sicilian, my mother always says, the best revenge is living a good life. Mm. So I guess I've had revenge go. on all my On haters. everybody. Everybody. <laughs> my friends are going to like that part. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, Devin. Mm. From 1 to 10, flames on my skin. What do you oh, give this song? Flame. From 1 to 10, flames on my skin. I'm going to give it 6. Oh. Flames on my skin. Okay. Oh. <laughs> oh wow! The look Gab just gave me. Wow. Sorry. If it's looks, fair. if looks could kill. It's fair. This song means something different to me than sure. It's fair. It does. I didn't see it live. Mm-hmm. You weren't like as into Reputation when it came out. Mm-hmm. You didn't really listen to this song when it came out. No, I don't listen to this song very much anyway. I don't like the ta 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 part. 
But all the things I talked about and what I do like about it, I do really like about it. Like, it's a really awesome song. Yeah. You know, if I could just cut out, like, those, I might give it a seven or an eight. There are definitely songs on Reputation that we've covered already, like Getaway Car and Gorgeous and Delicate and that I like more. Mm. And there's other ones coming up that I like more, too. Totally. So, a six for me. Okay. Gab, from one to ten flames on my skin, what do you give this song? I give this song nine Nine. flames on my skin. Mm. I love this song. This is definitely one of my favorites on rep. It's probably my favorite, like, angry song of hers. Mm -hmm. And I just, I love it. I love singing it. I like how it makes it me feel. I think because I often don't feel badass. Like, I'm pretty pretty much a nerd. Mm. (laughs) So, I think the fact that this song kind of gives me that energy and makes me feel that way Mm -hmm. is part of like what i love it like energizes me for sure so yeah i'm a big fan cool listen along with us you can check us out on instagram at tata z podcast and give us all your thoughts how many flames on my skin do you give this song oh are you a reputation persona song fan oh yeah is this song not for you did you see this live oh Let us know. Also, be sure to follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this right now. And please leave us a positive five-star review on Apple Podcasts. They really help us. We have exclusive bonus content on our Patreon at patreon.com backslash Podcast. You can also find the link in the description of this episode or in our Instagram bio. So you can check out what we're doing over there at Patreon. Lots of great stuff coming your way. Well, next episode, oh, well, because we had Red Taylor's version and there were multiple songs that we have bypassed in the alphabet, we're hopping right back into the vault, y'all, this week with Forever Winter. Bonus song. Bonus song. Come hang with us. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab. This has been Tay to Z. Thanks for listening. See you next time. <laughs>